As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome aboard The Athletic's Can't Wait Jets podcast, your nonstop shop for all things Jets with Tim McMaster, Zach Rosenblatt, and Marissa Dunn. Can't wait! As smoke engulfs the Northeast, United States organized team activities roll along at One Jets Drive. We are checking in here on the Can't Wait podcast. Tim McMaster, along with Zach Rosenblatt, our Jets reporter at The Athletic, and Marissa Dunn, our producer, who is still with us less than a month from the big day, or the big due date, at least. Please subscribe on YouTube if you're watching us there. Uh, If you're listening to us, Uh, Give us five-star reviews wherever you're listening. That really helps us out. Give us the thumbs up on YouTube. All that stuff uh, will give you a great uh, link to get a deal on The Athletic towards the end of the show. All right, we're going to talk about how practice is going, what Zach's seeing up there. We have a Quinn and Williams update. Uh, We'll talk about the offensive line a lot, too. And we want to get to a lot of your questions today. They're already coming in on the chat on YouTube, so keep them coming as we go along here. Uh, But first, Zach. Went to see Taylor Swift with Aaron mm. Rodgers and 70,000 other people. <laughs> uh, Zach, your seat's not as good as the Jets' well, QB1. Well, I should say, I didn't see you with him. I saw it on Friday. He saw it Saturday and Sunday, so I got the good show. Oh, I was thinking he was the first show was when you were there. No, okay. no right. I, I was there on the first show, yes, and... I think I got the best. He's show. followed you and saw how good yeah. it was. And yeah, he's yeah. Like, All right, I, I don't know, know if there's there. a lot of uh, Swifties uh, that listen to this podcast, but um, there should be. There, there should, should be because she's the best. Uh, but she does, she does two surprise songs at all of her shows, and we got Getaway Car, which is an elite song. So um, that was it. Was pretty amazing. I don't know if you guys remember the last episode. Like towards the end, I was like, I'm trying to like win. Yeah, trying to get a ticket. And then, I, then literally, I was napping uh, a little before the show, like literally like an hour and a half before the show was scheduled to start. Got a call from a friend of mine asking if I want an extra ticket that he has. So I, I got to go for my friend's extra ticket. I I sat up in the upper level, but we had a good view of the stage and stuff. It was an amazing show. Um, and yeah, I uh, it almost doesn't feel like I went because of the way I went. It was just like right before. But <laughs> yeah, hey, you I'm, still uh, got to go. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm very jealous. I am. I, I my friend, uh, you know, Andy Vasquez, who covers the Jets for uh, NJ.com, we we had talked about going out that night out of spite for all the people that were going. Like my girlfriend was going, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and then I'm like, "Hey, Andy, I'm going." He's like, "What?" And he was he was very mad at me. So anyway, 
I mean, uh, it, it, it isn't just Aaron Rodgers. I feel like every stadium she's been at, we've seen football players from yeah. those respective cities. Um, I think when she was in Foxborough, Mac Jones was there, Mike Gusecki, uh, Hunter Henry. So he's very popular. No, the NFL's big, big uh, Swifty fans. Yeah. Big Swifty fan. Taylor no Delgado chat saying he'd, okay. he'd rather yeah. us talk about golf than than oh, Taylor. But we tied Taylor into the Jets, so that's the the key. Here. You don't mean that, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, and we we could give a funny golf tidbit that you know the air quality is terrible here in New Jersey right now, and and guess who is uh, out golfing and in this and thinks it's fine? Good old buddy Take Connor Hughes. Hey, that's right. <laughs> um, I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm a big fan of the National though. Their new album that just came out has a Taylor so- Swift song hey, on it. You, with, you know, she she helped them out, and it's really good. So there you go. That's how I'm going to. By the way, this this this. Smog is like crazy. I wonder if they would have practiced. I don't know if they're yeah. they have practiced today. I want the Yankees problem, played last night. Going doors, which is yeah. crazy. But. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know some people that were at the game and they said they woke up the next morning like, did I smoke cigarettes last night? Like that's how it's still foggy outside. I, I like taking my dog on long walks. I really, I feel like kind of like afraid. I'm not like scared to go outside, but I don't really want to take her on a long walk because I don't know what the effects of that are going to be. So. Yeah, I wonder I, if the game will be played tonight. The Yankees play at seven yeah. five tonight. I feel so. like they can't, but yeah. I I saw one thing on Twitter. So I mean. Take it with a grain of salt. It could definitely not be true. But it said that if you spend 24 hours out in this current smoke situation, it's the equivalent of smoking six cigarettes. Oh, oh. that's so. good. I've never even smoked one cigarette, so I don't want that. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone, we hope our listeners are inside safe yeah. and listening to yes. this podcast, of course, and getting to find out all the uh, news from OTAs, right, Zach? Yes, exactly. Marissa, always bringing us back. <laughs> all right. What are we going to do when you're gone, Marissa? We're just going to yeah, talk seriously. about Taylor Swift. I, Tim, you're minutes. a transition Tim for a reason. I think it'll be just okay. All right. And uh, and with that, uh, Zach, let's check in. We'll, we'll start with, you know, practice yesterday because that's where we were. So let's go through a little bit. One big thing this week. Um, Carl Lawson has reported to OTAs. He reported on Monday, uh, and the guy is get ready. He's in the best shape of his life. We just <laughs> love saying that. Uh, but cut fat, added muscle, um, and one key, I guess, he's talked about keeping flexibility as well. But he seems primed um, for a huge year. Two years now removed from the Achilles. Yeah, I mean, he's in like his arms are huge. Um, like he he really put in the work this offseason. Hit. His press conference was was interesting because somebody um, asked him about like how he feels about how his career has gone, and he's and he says how you know he he doesn't he feels like he could have done more, but he also had to take a step back and and realize that you know nobody's ever gone through as many like season ending injuries as he's had and come back from them. Um, you know he's accomplished a lot. He's he's uh, got this big contract from the Jets and all that stuff. So he's like he's tried to like have some interesting perspective about like how his career has gone, but he also knows that. A big thing he said he wants to make the Jets feel like they made the right move, like paying him as money, much money as they did. He said, you know, they they gave me like generational wealth. They get let me do, you know, my my parent, my grandparents are in a retirement home. I bought a house for my parents. He said I can spend all my money on anime because he's obsessed with anime. <laughs> um, and he wants he wants the Jets to feel like they made the right move because you know so far he hasn't necessarily lived up to the contract. I think he had a better year last year than people give him credit for. Uh, especially because he wasn't hundred percent the entire year. He was still battling it. He was still hurt when the season started. He didn't miss a game. He didn't miss a practice. Um, but yeah, you know, he, he has one year left on his deal. He took a pay cut, uh, that includes a bunch of incentives. He pretty much guaranteed that he's going to get 10 sacks this year. So he, he's feeling pretty good. He looks the part. I, I think he's going to have a big year. Uh, they're, they're really deep at defensive end. So he doesn't need to play 70% of the snaps, which maybe will help him. 
Uh, but yeah, you know, I think he's a guy that it's kind of flown under the radar a bit this offseason because I think the only way he was being talked about before, even on this podcast, was as a potential cap casualty because of the way his contract was and what their cap situation was. Instead, he's back, and I think he might have a sneaky good year. And if he gets 10 sacks, he'll probably make the Pro Bowl too. So I, uh, I, I, like it. That's maybe like it's hard to get a lot of takeaways from OTAs and minicamp. They're not even going to have a minicamp, I guess, which we can bring up briefly. But, uh, like they're, they're doing very light practices. It's not like they're hitting each other. It's not like they're playing with pads and all that stuff. So it's hard to take away a lot. But I think the way Carl Lawson looks and the way he's moving is is one of the biggest positives. He you mentioned the the pay cut, and it sounds like from his attitude and, and the way he's talking, um, that maybe was an easy conversation with the Jets because he's a guy who clearly he like he said he wants the Jets to feel like that this money was spent wisely. So he was probably like, you know what? Let's do, let's restructure this. Let's make this right so that um, this team can be what I want it to be. And, you know, with the incentives, he's still going to probably, if he has that kind of year, make most of it anyway. Yeah. And well, I think he said something uh, yesterday. Well, not, I think he did. He said something uh, about how Aaron Rodgers being here, he felt like it was like almost preordained, <laughs> like that he was going to play with him. Uh, so the, the pay cut wasn't that big of a deal. I think there's something about how they've crossed paths over the years and stuff like that. But, um, Rogers has had that effect on guys just wanting to be here, I think. So, um, yeah, I think Carl is going to be like an X factor for this team. If they can get that production coming off the edge, you know, Quinn and Williams is going to get a lot more attention this year. He already got a lot of attention last year. Didn't really bother him much. But if they're doubling and tripling Quinn and that frees up Carl Lawson to go and get the quarterback, I think that'll be a good thing for everybody. Yeah, it just needs to finally get there. That's always been the thing with with him is the rushes are there. The pressures are there. The sacks aren't necessarily. So we'll see how it goes. All right, let's switch to the quarterbacks, which is where we usually start. But I thought the Lawson stuff was really interesting. Uh, Aaron Rodgers back at it um, after the calf injury, which was indeed a minor thing. So good to see him out there. Not fully participating, yeah. though, right? Yeah. Salah said he didn't want anything where there was any risk of him, like somebody going at his legs or anything like that. Because in 11 on 11, they're not hitting each other, but like the defensive end are still trying to get to the quarterback kind of thing. So. It was more just, you know, out of risk management. It's not worth it this time of the year. But yeah, he was out there for seven on sevens, all the other drills. You know, I, I think there's he's shaken off a little rust, but I, and he's still, you know, the calf is still, I think, bothering him. I don't think it's serious or anything. But yeah, he was back out there and getting some reps with a lot of these guys, which is huge, especially for the receivers and the tight ends and the running backs and stuff. Uh, and yeah, it was so we finally got to see him throw. You know, OTAs are going to be done on Friday, or at least for us. I can't remember if they practice at all next week on their own or not, but uh, on Friday's last day, we'll be there. So we finally had to see him throw the ball in person <laughs> right before the end of it, which was like, I, I, I think I might've said this on the last episode. It kind of made me laugh that there was such a huge media contingent at those first two practices that were there to see him. And then he wound up not throwing the ball a single time. Um, Cause the, the crowd's been big. It was still big again right. yesterday. It'll be big again on Friday. I'll probably wait till, like that wait till training camp, man. Can you imagine what it's going to be like? Out yeah. There? Well, actually I got I, somebody from uh vanity fair reached out to me cause they're doing a story on Aaron Rodgers or something. I, I don't know if I was supposed to tease this or not, but uh, they're, they, uh, and, and they wanted to ask me about like how it's changed, like the, the coverage and people being there and stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's definitely been different. I would say for me, every single press conference, 75% of the questions being about uh, what's it like having Rogers in the building has gotten old to me personally. Yeah. That doesn't um, take long. Yeah. Uh, 
Everybody but has to get that I, I story get it. written. Yeah, I'm everybody... sure the players love getting asked that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they get... Probably oh, yeah. better than talking about themselves, though. Sure, yeah, yeah. Well, player. it's a different player. It's not like we're getting guys a second time. So right. a lot of these guys have their own. And they're telling good stories and what he's doing behind the scenes. But to me, I'm just let's let's just move forward. Let's talk about the season. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Let's talk about Zach Wilson because yeah, or we have Zach to do Wilson. that as well. Um, it's funny following these workouts via Twitter and like as the quarterbacks progress from thing to thing, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach Wilson looked great in this drill. Oh and God. then it's like yeah. Zach Wilson, one for five to, you know, an interception in this drill. And it's just like, even though he's the backup now, I feel like people are still just like affected by that stuff. Oh, right? Yes. Like they, they just... I mean, if you like basically you if if you go into one of Zach's tweets about it doesn't have to necessarily be about Zach Wilson, but if his name is in there and you just jump in the comments, it's <laughs> it's crazy. Well, so it, how's he looking? You, you, you well, you put it in a great way because it's like the progression of a practice. So, you know, I had a tweet. Uh, what channel you want to talk about? But there's I watched the quarterbacks doing this drill where they were throwing the ball and in, like in, into a net after a bad snap. Yeah. Zach had the worst, like, you know, completions and attempts out of out of the whole group that wasn't the point yeah so you had rogers three of five wilson one of five Boyle three of five and then the reason you tweeted it that some people missed i didn't of course chris traveler six for six yes (laughs) he he was on on point with all those um but yeah so the reaction was of course how zach wilson looked in that some people reacted the right way and said that chris traveler is the qb1 and rogers is washed kind of thing (laughs) but uh so you start with that and then we go into 11 on 11s and seven on sevens. And I think Zach Wilson completed like eight passes in a row. And so you have fans, the fans who are pro Zach Wilson, however much you could be pro Zach Wilson at this point, I guess, as a fan that we're getting excited about it. And then in seven on sevens in the red zone, he was like one of four, two of his passes were pretty bad. 
And then all of a sudden, all these I have a lot of fans in my mentions flipping out that they need to sign Teddy Bridgewater. This is why they needed a veteran backup, blah, blah, blah. So it's I'm I'm very curious to see how it goes in the preseason games. I was just gonna ask that. Like, yeah. how much do you think like the preseason is all Zach Wilson? Yeah, it'll be I mean, right. I, I, I mean, imagine like, I'm, I'm like I could see Rogers, I think Rodgers like, will probably play like a series for like the first couple right, maybe right. I, don't, I don't know what they'll do for the Hall of Fame game I've never covered one of those but maybe yeah a quarter. do you um, think like Boyle or or Strebler like yeah they'll half, they'll, they'll still like... get they'll still get snaps I think they're gonna try and my personal opinion is they're gonna try and give Zach as much as they possibly right. can right you know how much you know maybe I don't know it depends on how maybe how his training camp goes like do they want to showcase him for other teams or or they, do they believe in developing him? Because if it's for showcasing him and you're scared he's going to have a bad game, then maybe they pull him back a little. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of ways to look at it. But, um, yeah, the preseason is going to be the Zach Wilson show, and that's why it's kind of fascinating because usually preseason is kind of pointless. But yeah. watching him and seeing what he looks like is going to be big because I can react to what I see in these practices, but ultimately, you know, I don't really know what they're planning on each play and each drill and all that stuff, so it's hard to, like, fully evaluate him. I would say he's been inconsistent, though. I think one area that it does seem like he's going through his progressions, at least, which is positive. I don't know if he's going too much, too much through them where he's like missing things. And uh, he's been a little inaccurate at times, but um, it's too early to evaluate him where he's at. I the preseason is, is like I said, is going to be very fascinating with Zach for sure. It It is. And the C, I mean, the fact is, like, if you look at the fact they have a 40 year old starting quarterback, right? Zach's going to start a game this year. I mean, you, right. I, I think, like I mean, Rogers, feels, I feels like the chances yeah. of Aaron Rodgers playing yeah, 17 I mean, games. Considering he, he strained his calf in practice from like, stretching, right. So. And because, so. and because I, maybe it's different if they get off to a slow start, but if they get off to a good start and he has like a minor injury, right. You're going to, be cautious with Aaron Rodgers yeah. just to make sure you have him when it counts. Well, although I would say it's probably Aaron Rodgers' call no matter what. Yeah. But he's pretty much a a coach. So. <laughs> uh but yeah, I don't that that mean, you know, I mean odds it's hard for anybody to make it through a 17 game schedule like yeah. At, like the odds are Zach would play at some point. So um and he's their number 2 backup and you know Teddy Bridgewater is out there. I don't think they'll sign him, but as long as he lingers then I guess you at least have that possibility if you need it down the line. But um, yeah, I, I think they, they still, they believe in Zach's ability to be the number two quarterback at the very least. So we'll see what that means. And if he has a bad training camp, if they still believe that and all that stuff, but um, yeah, that's uh that's the situation they decided to go in the season with. And you have a 39 year old quarterback and you have Zach Wilson as your backup. And that's the risk you're going to take. The reality is most teams, if you lose your starter, you're in trouble with the backup. In theory, Zach has a higher ceiling than most number twos. Uh, I mean, he is the number, you know, number two. Your backup pick. is yeah. a former number two yeah. pick. Recent number recently. two overall pick. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, in theory, you know, he should be one of the better backups in the league, but we'll see. We will see. All right. Let's talk about the offensive line. Now, obviously, uh, so Becton and Brown not practicing right now. So that yeah. that makes it, you know. You can't take too much from this, but the way they lined up on on Tuesday for practice, right, was Mitchell left tackle, Tomlinson left guard, West Schweitzer in the middle at center, Vera Tucker at right guard, Billy Turner at right tackle. Because Brown and Becton aren't practicing, let's focus on the middle of the line and, and mainly center because right, um, Schweitzer's there, but center's a position where they have options, and it seems like all those options right now are getting work. Yeah, they're getting reps that it's going to be a legit competition in training camp. Um, 
you know, we've seen Connor Montgomery get snaps. We've seen Joe Tittman get snaps. I think ideally they want Joe Tittman to win that job because you don't use a second round pick on a, in a win now year, especially when your first round pick wasn't a win now pick. Uh, you don't use the second round pick on a guy that you don't play. So I, I think they want him to win the job, but you know, McGovern will have every chance to keep it's his job. Like, he, you know, Tittman's gonna have to take it from him. He's had that job as a star for the last three years. He's getting paid like a backup, which, you know, is interesting, but, um, so I think that's going to be one of the more interesting position battles that they have. They're, those are two good options. At least you have, you know, quality options, I think, uh, which is better than having a bunch of like average guys compete for a starting job. And then Wes Schweitzer is a veteran guy who can play guard and center. I think he's going to be their top like swing backup on the interior. So um, they have pretty good. I think they have better depth this year across the board on the offensive line. You know, they claimed Yadney uh, Kajust uh, from the Patriots a couple weeks ago. He's offensive tackle. Started like seven games in his career as a former like third round pick. Um, you know, they signed Billy Turner. They have Max Mitchell coming back. Makai Becton coming back. Um, Tristan Cologne they signed. So they have all these veteran guys. Uh, and I think Joe Douglas is trying to guard against the disaster that happened last year where everybody got hurt. And the offensive line was a bigger disaster than it should have been. And I, I think that's why, you know, I think fans expect them to make a bigger splash on the offensive line this offseason. But I think they're their splash is just everybody being healthy in this group playing up to how good they think they can be. I think Dwayne Brown uh, played pretty well considering he was playing with one arm essentially. So if he's healthy, I, I think you'll see an uptick from him. Even at his age, he's in really good shape. He's determined. We talked to him a couple weeks ago. He said he never actually considered retiring, which, um, you know, the Jets kind of played it off like he was considering. I don't know if they, if they thought he might be considering it, but he said as soon as the season ended, he knew he was going to keep playing. He said he has something left in the tank still. He said, you know, he wants to win. The one thing that he doesn't have on his resume is uh, winning it like a, the whole thing. And he thinks this team can do it. And so he's back. Um, Robert Saul loves him. And I think he'll be, I'm pretty confident he'll be their left tackle. And then the rest is up for debate about the rest of the offensive line. I, I was going to say the other thing Dwayne Brown doesn't on, have on his resume is yep. right tackle, which yes. brings us to the next thing, which is Makai Becton continues to make it clear that he thinks he is and wants to be the left tackle on this team. Uh, Brown was asked about right, you know, moving to the right side. And he basically said, I, well, I haven't really done that. I haven't practiced yeah. that. Um, and Robert Sala has basically been pretty consistent in saying like, doesn't really matter what Makai says, like the best players are going to be out there at some point. Is this going to kind of come to a head Zach? Or do you think that Makai is just trying to be confident? And when it comes to the end of the line and, and he's moved to the right side or wherever he's moved to, he just kind of says, okay. I mean, he'll have to, uh, you know, I, I think you can read between the lines. He can do it. He can do it crying, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he can, he do, can it do it complaining he can or he can do it as a yeah, good teammate. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I find it interesting the way Salah's answered these questions. I think you can read between the lines or read the tea leaves or however you want to say it. Uh, you know, when he's asked about it with Makai, he's like, well, Makai has to go and earn it. You know, he, you know, it's not his job. You know, it's going to be a competition. When he talks about Dwayne Brown, he like smiles. He talks about he's a warrior. He's, um, he, he said yesterday, he's like, it's, he's going to, it's going to be hard to knock him off his spot. Like saying that it's going to be hard to take his job away. And, you know, he said, Dwayne Brown's going to have something to say about that. When all the questions about Makai saying he's the left tackle came out, um, you know, and, and Salah had a comment. I don't know if it was a shot at Makai or not, but when, when I asked him about Dwayne Brown last week, Salah said something like, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't complain. He doesn't feel like he just deserves anything. He, he, he goes out and he earns it. Um, so and it's hard not to take that as a shot at Makai, who yeah. kind of has done the opposite, where he says, I want this. Um, and he has 
to be honest, not done anything to earn that job. So whether he, talent wise, he might be the be- their best offensive lineman. But and then so at right tackle, and I think a part of this that you know is maybe being overlooked is that I don't know that Makai is like a lock to win the right tackle job either. I, you know, Max Mitchell was pretty good last year before he got hurt or before he had his uh, illness. Um, Billy Turner has been a veteran in the league. He's been a starter for Nathaniel Hackett for like the last three or four years. Um, and Makai hasn't practiced at all in, in OTAs. He's coming back from his knee injury, which happened in training camp last year. So it's a slow recovery. Clearly he's in great shape. Lakin Tomlinson, I don't I think he was being serious. He's like, somebody asked him about, Makai's the shape Makai's in it all Lincoln was like well he's wearing an XL uh tank top now like, they're like what like an, he's wearing an XL so and I, I mean for a guy that's six foot eight and I think he's I thought I saw a report he was like 360 or 340 or something I forget what the exact number was um I mean that's pretty impressive I don't know maybe it's tight on him but he's in really great shape um uh and yeah I don't know like like I've like I've said on here over and over and over again, I view Mikai as like an X factor because talent wise, he has a higher ceiling than anybody in this group because he's a freak. He's huge and he's athletic and he played really well before he got hurt as a rookie. If he can stay healthy, what he hasn't done yet like that, then the offensive line is, is, is at its best if he's one of the starters. But, you know, he doesn't want to play right tackle and he hasn't really shown that he can yet because he hasn't played in the NFL. And um, there's a lot of other factors going on here, but. I'm not 100% sure he's going to be the starter in week one. If I was if I was guessing right now, I don't know if I would even guess him because I haven't seen him practice. So, Do you, yeah, do you think he'll play a lot in the preseason? Yeah, he, if he's healthy, yeah, he has yeah. to. Because um, it's not like, you know, maybe a year ago you're trying to, like, you know, avoid him Stay getting great. hurt. But they need to see what they have and what he looks right. like and how he, how you know, he's lost a lot of weight. Does he still have the same power and strength that he did before he lost all that weight? Um, so, yeah, he's another – you know, there's a few guys that I'm going to be fascinated to watch in the preseason. There's going to be one of the more fascinating ones between him, Zach Wilson, you know, this rookie class, Will McDonald will get a lot of reps. Um, Jermaine Johnson, he's a guy that has looked really good in OTAs. He's a guy that I think you kind of want to take a leap forward. Like there's a lot of guys that have a lot to prove, but Makai and Zach Wilson are one and two, whatever order you want to put them. So. All right, there'll be plenty of time to talk about the offensive line. I feel like it's going to be a weekly conversation on this show once we get into training camp and how it's all playing out and if people get banged up and all of that. Um, on the defensive line, uh, Quinn and Williams still without a contract, although Salah spoke again on Tuesday. Uh, and I mean, say what you will, he, he comes across, Zach, is very confident. I mean, Salah said, it's, quote, it's going to get done. He'll be here for camp. He'll be ready to roll. I mean, he's not couching it all, right? Like that's that is a statement that you look bad if it doesn't get done after you make that statement. Yeah, very true. It, I will say it will get done. Like I, I don't have any doubt about that. I do I guess not the will get done, but the second yeah. part of that. Yeah, yeah. Says he'll before, be here for camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, there was a comment in the chat too that that was another um, perk about canceling uh, mini, mini camp. camp. Yeah, the, yeah. Because, I thought about that yesterday. Yeah, because yeah, now it, now he won't be skipping. Required. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. getting fined and all that stuff. So they don't have to right. deal with the awkward keeps everyone that. happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I haven't heard that they've gotten any closer than when I wrote that story a few weeks ago. Um, I still think they're, they're kind of stuck in a spot where, and I don't think it's a money issue. I think they're in disagreement about, you know, some aspect aspects of the structure of the contract. Um, and, you know, until they meet halfway or they meet, you know, Quinnen's demands or the Quinnen meets the Jets demands. I still think they're going to be at a little bit of stalemate. The Jets don't feel like they're in a rush. 
yeah, I don't anticipate him holding out in training camp. Uh, you know, if it gets to late, I guess mid-July, because they'll start earlier. We haven't gotten an official start date yet. But if they get to mid-July and they still haven't signed the contract, then maybe you can start worrying a little bit. But if he's there on day one, I think Quinn will, his effort will be good and he'll be a good player for them. And he just might not be happy. And, you know, when he talks, he might take some shots at the front office or whatever. But, um, you know, I, I think the goal is to get it done before training camp. But I don't think the Jets feel rushed even now. All right, so that's the latest, and we'll we'll keep an eye on that. And obviously, when that deal gets done, that'll be the uh, emergency podcast type situation where yeah. we'll hop on here. Well, um, by the way, Ed Oliver just signed a big contract too for the Bills. Yep. Not as much as Quinnen will make. I think his was like more like eighteen million a year or something like that. But it's just another defensive tackle that he's from afar, being like he got paid. Why am I not getting paid? Kind of thing. Seems like they've all everyone's yeah. gotten yeah. paid. I don't even know. There's a, I don't know if there's point. any defensive tackles left to get paid besides Quinnen at this point. <laughs> With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right. I want to leave plenty of time for questions, so let's jump right into it. Uh, there's been plenty of stuff coming in on the comments section. Marissa, what's going on in there? All right. So we have to start with this one because there's been a lot of talk on Twitter. This comes from Ragna Jet, but again, lots of people ask this. Is there real interest in Dalvin Cook from the front office? Yeah, I think I've been tweeting more about Dalvin Cook in the last few days than just yeah. about anything. <laughs> uh I haven't heard anything about that. I saw some rumblings on Twitter. I, you know, there was a lot of stuff about them looking at drafting a running back early in the draft. Um, there were unsubstantiated rumors about them being interested in Ezekiel Elliott earlier in the offseason. That was not true. They were not interested at all. I think quite the opposite. I think they were almost offended that they were suggested that they were interested. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, if you, but if you look at, if they actually were considering Jameer Gibbs in the draft, then I guess it would make sense. But, you know, with how confident they've talked about in Brees Hall being back in week one, not only week one, Salah, you know, maybe I, I'm not going to comment how I think about it, but he, he basically was like, I don't even think he would need to be limited in training camp. We will limit him, but I don't think he would need to be. And this is a guy coming off a torn ACL. So um, they, they seem pretty confident that he's going to uh, be healthy. So I don't, I don't know if you want to go and trade for Dalvin Cook, who, you know, they would probably have to renegotiate it, but he has a $8.3 million base salary for this season. Um, it's all guaranteed. Next year, his salary is $10 million, but that's almost all that's not guaranteed. So um, $8 million is a lot to pay for a running back who would be, I mean, it's not a lot, a lot, if you, if you believe in Dalvin Cook, I guess, but you're trading draft picks for a running back who does seem to be on the decline. Like, I don't know. I, I guess I would get the idea because you're in win now mode and he's a very talented player who, you know, is a good pass catcher and maybe would pair well with Brees Hall. But I, I don't, I don't think that the jets value the running back as highly to do something like that. Unless it was again, low cost. If you can trade him for a mid round pick and, and he takes a pay cut, then maybe, but I don't get the impression he wants to take a pay cut. I think that's why they've reached this stalemate in Minnesota. So um, I don't see it happening. It, I wouldn't say it would absolutely shock me if it did, but I'd be surprised. Okay. All right. Our next question is from Edward. I like this one. Which rookie will have the biggest impact this year on offense and on defense? Which rookie will have the biggest 
impact on offense and defense. Uh, on offense, I would say, uh, you know, Joe Tipman is the obvious one. I, I do think that Izzy Abanaconda is going to play a pretty big role for the offense this year, though, and I'm excited to watch him in training camp. But, yeah, I'd say Joe Tipman, just because if he's a starting center, then he's going to be pretty impactful on that offensive line. Defensively, uh, let's see, we have Will McDonald. You have the sixth round linebacker. You have the sixth round safety. Um, I mean, I guess Will McDonald, I, I think he's going to play a pretty big role as a sub package pass rusher and maybe more than that. I don't, I'm not sure yet how ready he is, but yeah, I'd, I'd say Will McDonald um, should play a pretty big role this year. Okay. Speaking of linebacker, um, do uh, this one from Dan after Mosley and Quincy, who is the third linebacker? Yeah, you know, Quan Watch is still going. Yeah, um, that's also another question. So yeah, we can Quan tie Watch. those two together. <laughs> I mean, they, Alexander update. I mean, if they haven't Quan. signed him by now, like I don't, I don't know what exactly they'd be waiting for. They have the cap space now, uh, even if, and, and he would only be probably a, a minimum. So right. maybe there's just not as much interest in bringing him back. Uh, and so until they do, or unless they do, you know, again, Joe Douglas has signed veterans right before camp in the past, even if it's not Quan Alexander. So I wouldn't be shocked if that happened down the line. Um, but you know, as of right this minute, I'd say Jamie and Sherwood would be the leader in the clubhouse. Uh, they really like him in the building. He's he's a guy who I thought was going to play a bigger role than he wound up playing last year. He's young. They developed him. He's pretty athletic. Uh, he came in one game when C.J. Mosley got hurt briefly, and I think he was okay. Uh, they drafted Zaire Barnes in the sixth round. I, I don't see him playing a lot this year. And then they have Hamza Nazir Dean still. And I don't really see him as a guy who you want to put in on defense. So I, I think as of now, Sherwood would be the – the odds on favorite, but it also wouldn't shock me if they signed a veteran of some sort. All right. Okay. Sticking on defense. Do you think we will be as good in the interior with so many defensive tackles moving on from the team? Will new additions plus JFM and Clemens possibly moving inside more be the same level? This was also from Edward. Yeah. You know, in terms of defensive tackle, um, Ulbrich for the first time, it was the first time anyone on the jets admitted this was he basically admitted that they were going to play JFM and Clemens more inside. Uh, Michael Clemens, I think it was 270 last year, and he's at 290 per Ulbrich, which is a pretty big jump. And that's he's pretty big. He's he's really like chiseled and and uh, and do, doesn't look like he like he wears 290 very well. Like he does not look like he's 290. But um, yeah, I, I think they're going to play more of a role inside than they did this year. And then you'll see more, you know, Carl Lawson. I think and Jermaine Johnson to me makes sense of the two guys that will get the most snaps. And then you have Bryce Huff and Will McDonald coming in on passing downs kind of thing, uh, or with some, you know, as an extra pass rusher. Cause I don't know if you always want to take Carl Lawson out the field kind of thing, but they just have, it's a good problem to have that much talent, uh, you know, and then in, in terms of the veterans, they have Al Woods, they have Quentin Jefferson. I think those guys will rotate with each other. Al Woods is more of a run stopper. Quentin Jefferson is more of a pass rusher. Um, so they, they have a lot of depth. They don't have like a stud next to Quinn and Williams necessarily, but they have a lot of like solid players. And, you know, I think Sheldon Rankins is a big loss, but I, I think they're going to be okay on the D line. All right. We have one more question and this is from Alex. And this is a pretty, pretty big question. Is Salah's job on the line if they don't make the playoffs this year? Yeah, I think that's pretty safe to say. Um, both him and Joe Douglas, I think, especially okay. how much money and capital they're spending on Rodgers. If they don't make the playoffs, it's possible Rodgers retires after that. Um, and it was yeah, I mean, everyone's everyone's gone. Well, that's why, like, you know, we did a AFC East roundtable for the Athletic a couple weeks ago. One of the questions was, 
like who has the most pressure mm-hmm. in the division. And I think it might be an instinct for people to say Aaron Rodgers, but I actually think Aaron Rodgers doesn't really have any pressure. I think, you know, right. he's kind of playing with house money at this point. You yeah. know, it's more Salah and Douglas or Salah in particular are the ones that are under pressure because if it doesn't, doesn't work, everything, everything they were saying was that they needed a quarterback. And if they got the quarterback and they missed the playoffs, then there's gonna be a lot of people losing their jobs. Um, and whereas Rodgers, you know, he's already had a great career. He's won a Super Bowl MVPs. Um, he's getting, he, he's getting his money is $60 million, no matter what, uh, this doesn't, if he has a bad year at the jets, it's not going to impact his legacy in any way. So got to go like, see Taylor Swift two nights in a row. Yeah. <laughs> did, and did you see the video of him with the confetti? Like acting mm-hmm. like the one, the super bowl, <laughs> the yes. jets hanging out with miles Te- with, uh, yeah, Tell miles Teller. Yeah. 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 Um, and Paul Rudd one night too. So I do respect that. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm like that much closer to meeting Paul Rudd for the first time. I think that's what that means. <laughs> that <laughs> uh, much closer. That much closer. <laughs> that that's someone who I'd be starstruck with. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, I met I met Paul Rudd oh, really? when the World Series was in Kansas City. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he was like uh, on the field thing and stuff. with him. And I yeah, so it was kind of like a it was a hello. We didn't have a discussion. He just seems like a gentleman. I just, I just wanna, yeah. No, he was great in everything that they did. With he was kind of like MLB ambassador. While the mm. World Series was in well, Kansas he's like City. The, well, he's like the most famous Royals everything. fan now because he's always like down there. There was the one when they, I think it was the year they won where they were interviewing him on camera and, and he was like, there's a party at my mom's house. <laughs> he's a big Chiefs fan, though, too. Right? Yeah, big Kansas yeah, City. Kansas, yeah. yeah, across the board, Kansas City. Yeah. yeah. Hey, who knew that we would start talking about Paul Rudd on this podcast? Yeah, know. exactly. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, that like pretty much wraps up the questions. Um it's going to be an interesting summer. That's for sure. Yeah. Maybe we'll do uh, one more before Marissa gets off next week. And then yeah. next week's it, right, Marissa? I mean, next yeah. Friday well. is your last yes. day. It's my okay. final week um, before maternity leave. And Word. I will be returning January 2nd, which hopefully will be for a playoff push. That would be um, great. If not, then. That would be an elite. That would be like when when a player signs with a Super Bowl team right before the playoffs kind of thing. Like that's, yes, that I'll would be like, like an elite return. But hey, guys. We bring back Marissa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So The I'm production expecting... value goes through the roof of the oh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> again I limp along for four months. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm expecting uh, that and, and my uh, Eagles podcast. Um, it would be mm. very, very. Um, Eagles Jets. Let's do it. Yeah. Wouldn't. Wouldn't. Uh, be where's the Super Bowl? Uh, I forget. I've looked at this a few times. You should know this. It is in In Vegas. Zach, you haven't Vegas. Oh, it's Vegas. Zach, you haven't bought your tickets yet. You haven't booked booked (laughs) travel yet. Yeah, you're right. I should. Yeah, Vegas. That'll be that'll be a fun one. That stadium. That'll be cool. Yeah, that'll be. Jets are there this year. Yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that will be a fun road trip for people if they're uh, looking for an away game to head Wait, to. Someone just had a comment about Paul Rudd. I just want to shout out. She said he owns a candy shop She, she in the Catskills. I went there when I went oh. to the Catskills a few weeks ago. I forget what it's called. Hoping, it's in Rhyme, it's in Rhyme hoping he might be there. <laughs> we just went there knowing him and Jeffrey Dean Morgan owned it, like she said. And we That's went cool. There. It was cool. a cool little shop. It was a little overpriced, but it, it was really good. Cool business venture. Yeah, exactly. You know? Awesome. So there you All go. Right. <laughs> hey, if you want to join The Athletic, um, you can always go to theathletic.com slash can't wait, but we have a special deal going on right now as well. $19.99 for a year in honor of graduates. And it was Mother's Day. That has passed. But Father's Day is coming up. So in honor of that, you can go to theathletic.com slash gift sale. That's all one word, gift sale. 
for $19.99 for a year. We will be back, I guess, next week, unless Marissa's not with us, and then we'll probably mm-hmm. wait. But so. unless unless the baby has arrived. <laughs> right. Oh, right. true. Yes. But um, we'll see. But, She's got yeah, a, f- a little more cooking to do. <laughs> <laughs> Again, no uh, no mini camp for the Jets next week. So yes, uh, yes. We'll do, we'll, very happy we're back, over here. We'll be talking about very happy over Quinn here. Williams and yeah, whatever happened. The, the Browns the finish the up this week too. So it, it you know going into the Hall of Fame game, the two teams in the Hall of Fame game, it makes sense. They're gonna, yes. guys because they're going to report to camp a little early. So yep, yeah. All right, that'll do it. Thanks for joining us on the Can't Wait Podcast.